fear. But tonight I want to go ahead and just dive right into why don't some people do what God has called them to do. And so let's turn to James chapter 1 verse 22. And we read this last week, but we'll read it again. James chapter 1 verse 22. James chapter 1. James 1. James 1. James 1 verse 22. And so we're going to drop down to verse 22. And it says, but, de- but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not forgetful is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. So our question for tonight is why do people become just hearers of the word? Why do people just hear the message but never do anything about it? Why do people just hear it and never act upon the word, never do what the word tells them to do? Why don't why aren't there more people out there praying for the sick? Why are there not more people out there preaching the gospel? Why is there not more people out there doing what the Bible says to do? And the Bible tells us to do many things. But the key part about it is that God the Bible tells us to do it, but it also says that God will be there to do, make it come to pass. My job is to act on it. God's part is to heal that person, right? And so our question for tonight is, why are people just hearers of the word? And so I have three main reasons, and we can spend all night long about and talk about every reason why people don't actually do what the Bible says to do. But tonight I want to spend time on three different things that I feel like are the most uh, the most uh, common reasons on why they don't do what the Bible says to do. So if you have your pen and paper, my first reason that some believers don't do the do is because it's not a priority in their life. It's not a desire. Some people come to church just so they have that title of, I'm a Christian. They want to be known as a Christian just because they come and fill a chair on a Sunday morning. They don't have any desires to see God work through them. They don't have a desire to see God do great things through them. 
And so we must make it a priority in our life to say, you know what, God, I don't know how it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to take, but my answer is yes to what you told me to do. And we just did that Bible reading plan with Peter. And we can think about Peter when he, uh, when he was out there on the boat. I don't know, I don't, there's no uh, statements or anything saying that somebody beforehand walked on water or went out of a boat and didn't sink immediately. And so he had to step out and say, you know what, God, you told me to come, so I'm coming. And that's the same way we ought to live our life. You know what, God, you said to go do it, I'll do it. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you, God, to lead me and guide me, but I'm willing to do it. And so God needs us to be able to say, you know what, I'll do it. My answer is yes. And if we aren't watchful, we can be selfish. We can be selfish and not, and say, you know what, I'm okay with just coming on a Sunday morning and hearing Pastor Allen speak. It's great, we're supposed to come in here and listen to the pastor speak every Sunday morning. But there's people in our circle, in our day-to-day life that need you to do what the Bible says for you to do. There are people around you that need to hear the word. Because they're never going to come into a church service. You are the church to them. And so they need you to say, you know what? I'm going to preach to them. I don't care. I'm going to share the word to them. I don't care what I look like. I don't care what it feels like. Even if it's out of my comfort zone, I'll go do it. We are meant to be vessels for God to work through. God is ready to heal the sick. But he needs people to lay hands on the sick. God is ready with his arms open wide for those that are lost in the world. But he needs us to go out there and preach the gospel and share to those unbelievers that God still loves them. We're supposed to put down the desires of our flesh. Because if we were to be honest, sometimes we can, we know that God is telling us to go tell this person that or go share a testimony in our life to that person. But sometimes we say, you know what, God, I don't want to. God, I'm tired. God, that's weird. I don't want to do that. But all that is is just our flesh. And we're supposed to put that flesh away. And so I encourage you, if God tells you to do something, step out and do it. Just like how Peter did. Step out and do it and have faith in God. And so when you do something for him, he will give you the right words to say. You may say, you know what, God, I know you're telling me to go pray for that person. But I don't know how to pray out loud. It's weird for me. But when you say, yes, God, I'll go pray for him, then everything that you've been taught, everything that you've read in the Bible is going to start coming up. 
And then before you know it, you'll be like, man, I just prayed for three minutes for that guy. And so God is there to help you through each thing that he tells us to do. But it's up to us to say, you know what, I'll go do it. And so make this decision to make it a priority to be a vessel for God to work through. Be the vessel in your school that God can work through to change the classmates, to change the teachers. As we talk about it one, all the time, but one flame, one little flame, one little spark can cause a forest fire. You can change the way your school is. But in order to do that, you got to do the do. You got to make a desire. You got to make it a priority to do the things that God has called you to do. God is not going to call you to, is not going to make you do something if he doesn't give you the right tools to do it. God is not going to put you in a position and then leave you and say, you know what, Gavin, you got it, and watch you fail. If God is telling you to do something, he's going to see you get through it. He's going to make a path for you to be able to go do it. And so make, it a decision, make a decision to make it a priority in your life for God to work through you. Another reason people don't do the do is a simple little word, but fear. So many people don't do what the Bible says to do because they fear failure. They feel, fear rejection. They fear of what the person next to them is going to think. We've all been there. We've all had a, been in a position that, you know what, it, fear is a real thing. But like I just said, if God has called you to do something, if the Bible tells us to do something, God is there with us. And so I want to turn to Mark chapter 16 real quick. And so we can go throughout the Bible and look at each little thing that the Bible says, do this or do that. But I want to go to this one real quick. Mark chapter 16. And so, Mark chapter 16, we'll drop down to verse 15. This gives us about four or five different things that we're meant to be doing. And so it reads in verse 15, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They will be, be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed. So this shows us that God has called us to preach the gospel. God has called us to lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. 
we were meant, like I said last week, to be ambassadors for Christ. And so we can go back into Deuteronomy where it says God will never leave us or forsake us. Which means that God is telling us to do this, which means God is never going to leave us when we're preaching the gospel. God will never leave us when we're laying our hands on the sick. God will never leave us when we're doing the things that the Bible says to do. There are, things, there are some that are out there that won't walk in love because they fear that they might get hurt again. Some people walk, walk through their whole life not trusting God because someone here on earth hurt them. And they fear that God is going to hurt them again. There are people here on earth that maybe one time you got laughed at. And now you fear to preach the gospel in a class or to your friend or on a text message. There are some teenagers and even adults that won't even worship God on a Sunday morning because they fear what the person to the left or to the right is going to say about them. But my next question is, who cares? Who cares what the person says about you? Who cares if they laugh at you, if you pray at lunchtime over your food? Who simply cares? Because if I, I remember right, those people are not the ones that gave their life up so I can live mine. They're not the ones that when I'm sick, they're going to heal me. It's God. God's opinion about us is the only one that matters. So if someone else here on earth, if their opinion doesn't line up with God's opinion, who cares what they have to say? It's not going to always be easy to go out there and preach the gospel. It's not going to always be something easy to just run and have a great time. But you know what? God is going to be there with you. God is going to be right there on your side. He's going to be there and make sure that you get through it. He's already gone before you and made a path for you to be able to do what he's called you to do. So who cares who might laugh or say something dumb? God's opinion about us is the only one that matters. And, he, and so be confident in him when you do something for him. Have that boldness in you that says, you know what, God? You've told me to do this. I'm going to do this, and I know you're going to have my back. And so we said that, one, people don't do what the Bible tells them to do because it's not a priority in their life. It's not a desire in their life. Two, we said that people are only hearers of the word because they fear what others think or might say. And my third one, that people don't do what the Bible says to do, they're not doers of the word, is because of Poor management time, or poor time management. We hear it all the time. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next time. 
ask someone else to do it. I don't want to. It's, it's weird. Right? And as I was studying and I was coming up with this one, I was like, man, imagine if God tells us that. When we go to him in prayer, he says, man, I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Imagine if God would give us the same response that we give him sometimes. And when it's important that we never get too busy for him. If that ever comes out of our mouth, then we need to realize and recognize that something else is taking a priority in my life and it needs to be pushed away. I need to take a break from that. So many people, so many teens, when they get too busy, the first thing they chunk out of their schedule is church and youth. And when God tells you to do something, when a when God tells you to do something and you're like, man, I'm too busy or I'm too this or I'm too that, your spirit, man, starts to bother you a little and starts to nudge you and you almost get a, like an unpeace inside of you. Where it's like, man, I know I'm supposed to be doing that. Man, I really know I'm supposed to go pray for that person. Man, I know I'm supposed to go spend time and hang out with that one that I know is struggling a lot. And our spirit man starts to bother us in order, in, in order to silence him. Some people get really good at coming up with an excuse that they start to believe. Like, man, like, I know I'm supposed to be doing that, but, you know, I really have school. I really have homework that I had six weeks to do, but I'm going to wait till Sunday night to do it. Or I can't come to Wednesday night church because I have work. But I have option days, so I know I could work any other day, but I, I really want to work Wednesday night. And they start to come up with really good excuses. And so we have to make it, we must be determined to be able to live the way the Bible says to live, to do what the Bible says to do every day. That if we get too busy, we push something else to the side and say, you know what, God, I hear that, I'm going to do that. You know what, God, I have youth on Sunday night, basketball practice can wait. Or hanging out with that friend can wait to a different day. Because we talk about it a lot that, for, that God uses us for other people, but God also just wants you. God wants you to spend time with him. And sometimes we get too busy that we don't spend time with God on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's not always about other people's benefits. Yeah, it's great when we, lay, when we pray for the sick or when we share the gospel to other people. But ask yourself, when's the last time you worship God truly? When's the last time you actually opened the Bible when it's just you and God and not mom and dad making you? When's the last time you actually spent more than five minutes with God? When's the last time 
that you were in a church service and you actually lifted up your hands and worshiped God, not caring what the next person next to you was, is thinking. And so God wants us for us as well. God wants us to spend time with him. Right? And so we must be better stewards with our time. If we know we got a busy day, wake up a little bit early. One thing that I do, because I know my days are busy, when I wake up, I go to work, I come home, I got to help make dinner, I got to clean the house, I got to do a bunch of things. So throughout my day, I know I'm busy, so what do I do? I wake up a little bit before my normal time to wake up so I can spend time with God. Or if that doesn't work, sometimes I let Anna go to bed and I spend time with the worship song on. And I open up my Bible and I read where it's just me and God. That's one thing that God wants and desires from us is our time. And so as I close, do some self-evaluation. Ask yourself, what is stopping you from doing what the Bible says to do? It may be something that we didn't talk about tonight. Maybe there's something else that has your mind more than the Bible does or more than God does. And once you see that thing, once you see what's stopping you from doing what the Bible says, I challenge you to take care of that. Get it out of your life. Get rid of it. <coughs> because like, we can go back to James 1.25 where it says that that person that becomes a doer of the word, he'll see the blessings of God. I don't know about y'all, but I want to see the blessings of God in my life. I want to see God pour his blessings into my life. And that should be a desire of yours is to see God's blessing. But in order for him to do his part, we got to do our part, right? And so I challenge you to give yourself 100% to God. If it's fear in your life that's stopping you from doing what the Bible says to do, take care of it. Get that out of your life. If it's poor management time, re-look at your schedule. Look at your day-to-day -day time schedule and see what can be taken off. What can be shrunken down to a smaller amount of time. Because in 2024, we've talked about it, we're going to do what the Bible says to do. So get rid of those things that are stopping you from that. So that's my challenge for this week. That's my challenge for you to do some self-evaluation and see what's stopping you. And so I really hope you took good notes. Next week, we're going to dive into... How do we do, how do we do the do? What does that look like? So if I was you, I wouldn't miss next week, 
or the week after that, or the week after that, or ever. Don't miss. If the, if the doors are open, don't miss, because you're